Right, hello everyone and welcome to the New Moon Meditation here at the Lewis's Trust headquarters in New York. Uh, my name is Michael and today's date is January 24th. Tonight's um, theme is to seal the door where evil dwells. And for those of you who are familiar with our work, you will know that this um, theme comes from the Great Invocation, which is a prayer that we say regularly. And the fourth stanza of this invocation reads, And from the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. This passage implies several things. Um, first, it implies that evil is real and that it can be sealed away. It implies that humanity is the cause of the evil entering into our planet, expressing on our planet. And it also um, implies that humanity holds within it the solution to the problem of evil. Now, the great, the great invocation, it affirms two things in this section. It affirms, first of all, human responsibility in the problem of evil, and it also affirms human divinity because humanity is a solution to evil. So today, as we discuss this, we will discuss the nature of, of, of evil. Um, we'll define it from an esoteric perspective. And then later in the meeting, we'll have a discussion where we can talk about sort of our thoughts, everybody can share, and some of these sort of contemporary um, problems and the ways that those work out in the world. Um, but before we go any further, I wanted to just give one warning. And that is, as we know, one of the simplest but sort of truest and most widely accepted occult facts is that energy follows thought. And so as we, we, be as we begin our discussion, we must make sure that we strengthen with our thoughts the thought form of solution to evil and not become overly fixated on evil as a phenomena or as a curiosity. Um, we must stay in focus on sealing the door where evil dwells um, and not on evil itself. And um, I invite all of us, as we discuss this, to approach the, this problem of evil not really with optimism necessarily, um, but with faith in the power of divinity and the power of goodness. And um, really with a mental recognition of what this problem needs, what this problem means for humanity, and um, that because we are souls, we are capable of being on rapport with the soul within all things. And so, this is really kind of the direction of solution that I'm going to be talking a little bit about tonight. Um, but before we get started, let us do a brief alignment visualization exercise. You don't need to close the door for this one. Yeah, this is just a brief alignment and we'll, that will be followed by the mantram that's on your chairs. Visualize the earth as a sphere of radiant light. Recognize humanity and all life forms as a network 
of lights within this sphere. See at the centermost point a triangle of radiant purpose. See standing within this purpose, within this triangle, the Christ radiating the energy of love, and power throughout the sphere. See humanity respond to this radiation reorienting itself towards the Christ and the triangle of purpose at the heart of the sphere. Sound the mantram. As a soul, I work in light and darkness cannot touch me. I take my stand within the light. I work, and from that point, I never move. So the esoteric science tells us that there are various types and grades of evil that exist on our planet, but that the source of all evil, that which we call cosmic evil, is inherent in the very nature of matter itself. Esotericism juxtaposes matter with pure spirit, and their interrelation is responsible for all creation. Spirit manifests through matter, and then life takes on form. And to this process of manifestation, we give the name evolution. The evolutionary goal of our planetary life is to ensure that the light of divinity shines forth through all forms. In cosmic evil, we could say in one sense, is the resistance that these forms have to the process of spiritualization. We are also told, however, that we as humanity really have nothing to do with cosmic evil because it, its origin really lies without, outside of our planetary life. And with our limited consciousness, we really can't comprehend it. 
it has more perhaps to do with the evolution of you know, of the cosmos of the planets of the beings that incarnate through planets and through solar systems and it does with the individual human consciousness um, humanity however because of our central role in the spiritualization of our planet earth we do have a special role to play in this process of spiritualization and a central role to play in this problem of evil as we know the human being is in essence a soul you could say a great solar angel um, which knows itself to be one with all souls and also one with the soul in all things and also one with the entire planetary life the soul's appearance in human form constitutes a great sacrifice but one which is undertaken to redeem the form and to actualize or make manifest the purposes of divinity and through this process of incarnation of the soul coming into form the lesser lives or those those lives of the vehicles through which the soul works those lives are gradually and over time redeemed and raised up into heaven you could say and therefore a greater amount of light and purpose are able to work through these forms and humanity's task is to to elevate the forms to spiritualize them and to raise them up into heaven and if we look around us we can see <clears throat> expressed through human society through the evidence of humanity on this planet the beauty or the evidence of these of this spiritualization process working out and you can see this really through the expression of love through order through reason through science and especially through beauty and through the arts you can see the evidence of the spiritualization process working out Yet, as we know, humanity often errs. Humanity often makes a wrong turn, or humanity fails in this sort of spiritual responsibility that it has. And although the, whole, the human soul is in essence divine, the personalities through which those souls work um, are imperfect. And these imperfections, which are really just character flaws, are not really truly evil in the esoteric sense they're part of the evolutionary process and evidence really that evolution is not yet complete and that the human this process of spiritualization is still working out in time and in space um, that being said however true evil can work through the human being if they consciously will it and this really only occurs when the mind of the individual is developed and awakened and the individual has a true ability to think for themselves and with this mental development the choice is in present we are told to choose one of two uh, two paths and these two paths are described occultly as either the narrow razor-edged path back to the father's home we call the right-hand path or the broad and open path to the door where evil dwells and this we also called the the left-hand path so in other words when this choice is present humanity consciously makes a choice to ally themselves with that which is good I mean sorry that which is not good that which is um, distorts the truth that which lies that which distorts the future lies about the future um, then they enable these separated forces 
inherent in matter to begin to work through them. And this is when we have really the true expression of evil. Um, but what's really important to realize is that despite this sort of failure of the human soul, that the human being never at any time loses its inherent divinity and will one day overcome and redeem all of these past mistakes. And this redemption really occurs through their own inherent spiritual will. And this, of course, works out over many lifetimes and gradually. Um, on a mass scale, those with influence and who have consciously allied themselves um, with evil, they can turn large swaths of people, large numbers of people, um, who are mostly unthinking and susceptible to influence towards these evil ends. And we saw this happening most notably during World War II when an evil that was really from outside of our planet altogether took advantage of um, the precarious world situation at that time and took advantage of those few men who were leaders of these countries and was able to work, work through them and to essentially sort of possess or obsess the people of these countries, of the German, the Japanese people, and to work through them. And great evil was worked out in the world. Um, but the sheer horror of these atrocities committed is really proof that this type of evil force really has no place on our planet. And this door where evil dwells is not really kept open by incredible atrocity. These are only really the effects of the forces which enter through that door. But the door is kept open through the collective selfish desire, the collective hatred, and the collective separateness, and especially the collective greed of humanity. The Tibetan describes humanity as the, the weights which keep the door ajar, keep the door where evil dwells ajar, meaning that it is really the the wrong actions and the wrong orientation of humanity as a whole that keeps this door open. Um, humanity, as I said, though, also has the potential to, to seal it, and this is really its responsibility. And to do this, humanity must orient itself towards values of inclusion, goodwill, selflessness, and compassion and it must establish a right relationship both within itself and within the planetary whole. And something else that humanity must also do is to reach upwards. And this is sort of the something that I think is a little bit uh, less recognized in the world today. Humanity's task is to reach towards divinity, what we call it say upwards, the, the vertical arm of the esoteric cross. And... Um, I think a lot of people think this is sort of passe or sort of a, an old way of sort of serving or of sort of redeeming the world. They think of it sort of as a devotional or mystical sort of approach. Um, but it really isn't. It's deeply esoteric. And, um, and when it comes to the problem of sealing the door where evil dwells, we have to recognize that to really truly seal the door requires a power beyond the human. And though humanity is responsible for closing the door, um, it is up to what we call the spiritual hierarchy of our planet to seal it. And if you think of humanity as the sort of the expression of divinity, 
on our planet. The spiritual hierarchy is the heart of divinity in our planetary life. And this, this group or this center, the spiritual hierarchy is known by many names. It's known as the, as the great saints, the bodhisattvas, the rishis um, of our planet. And we are able to really contact them and to ask for their help and to invoke their help through what we call invocation. An invocation can be defined as a technique that blends together meditation and prayer. An invocation synthesizes the highest desire and aspiration into a potent spiritual demand for more light and love and essential goodness. And the united invocation of humanity if successful can focalize the demand of the very soul of humanity itself, the very kind of purpose of humanity's existence on our planet. Invocation, it carries the demand of humanity, the spiritual demand of humanity, to the hierarchy. It invokes their aid, and it, it, it carries this demand, we are told, to the very the feet of the one from whom all things proceed, to the highest center on our planet, that which is called God. And this united world invocation is what will really seal the door and ultimately bring about, we are told, the new heaven and the new earth. And it was for this great task that the great invocation was, was created. And this invocation we will use today at the end of our meditation. Um, but to practice invocation requires a few key things. It requires a mental focus. requires a consecrated heart. And it requires a recognition of world need. And above all, it really requires faith. And this is not really faith in any religion or doctrine, but it is faith in the fact of divinity and faith that divinity can act. And that the soul which underlies all forms is really evidence of this divinity and evidence that it exists. And the human being, we can say, is evidence that divinity acts. After the meditation, we will discuss in more specific ways in which humanity is currently making this reorientation towards spiritual values. Um, but first, we'll do our meditation. And this meditation that we do at the time of the full moon seeks to strengthen the hands of all those servers around the world who seek to bring about right relationship and to reorient ourselves towards spiritual values. Strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. Group fusion. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love 
which is in my soul, pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. recognize our place within the heart center of the group of world servers mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy the heart center of the planet to the Christ the heart of love within the hierarchy and towards Shambhala where the will of God is known
of the mind focused in a few moments on the planetary role the group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity responding to hierarchical impressions and mediating the plan into existence Sea thoughts, being the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideas which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
meditation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to build essential life throughout the planet. From Shambhala to the planetary heart, the hierarchy, to the Christ, through people of world service, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, so building the thoughtfulness of solution to world problems.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everybody. So we come now to that part of our meeting where the um, field is open for discussion. Anybody that would like to share anything, um, please feel free to do so. Um, I was thinking this would be a good opportunity to discuss sort of given that we just discussed a few of the 
kind of esoteric definitions of what it means to seal the door where evil dwells. Perhaps how we see this sealing of the door either working out in human affairs, contemporary human affairs today, or perhaps ways in which we see things that we see that need to be done to help humanity seal this door. It's pretty obvious that one of the ways in which we can see um, that humanity is becoming more invocative of the higher realms is through the awakening that humanity is demonstrating all over the planet. You know, there's so much, uh, I think, freedom of thought, at least these days, even though there's still a lot of repression on the planet, there is a awakening going on within consciousness, which is so evident that people are no longer um, just blindly accepting the, the dictates of their leaders, for example. People are questioning things because... Um, I think among a lot of people, certainly not all people, but there's, they're able to see situations more clearly. And I think that clarity is a result of um, the fact that this triangle that you were talking about of humanity, hierarchy, and Shambhala, the important planetary triangle, the fact that the energies in that triangle are now moving in three directions so that the will aspect, the highest aspect of our planetary life from the center Shambhala is for the first time in planetary history pouring into certain members of the human kingdom. And so humanity is awakening to that will aspect. And that is really, I think, being demonstrated by the masses of humanity who are responding to that impulse. I think one other way, Kathy, that's being evidenced is through the, the, uh, what what do you call it? the ecological movement, the climate climate change, climate action movement, and to me that's really a sense of responsibility, which to me is evidence of the that spiritual awakening, a sense of responsibility for the planet. It seems like in all fields, mm -hmm. in all the different fields, people are there are people awakening. Mm -hmm. With the internet, it is as if 
some a great door was opened inviting or linking the world and even though some of the uses seem to be like abusive it is the nature of beginning of things that there's a struggle to find its proper use. But in spite of that, it's clear that there is great communication all throughout the world. And news media cannot control what is happening all over the world. And the world is listening and the world is talking. And when the world is listening and talking, it means there's learning. Uh, today, in the world, there is rapid reaction towards all forms of evil pronouncement, which before was non-existent. And even though there are perpetrators or people who are standing for the old ways, there's an increasing voice of rebuke to any leader, any group, any person who emphasizes the old ways. Something is very apparent in the world today. We cannot doubt that humanity is working towards cooperation. We cannot doubt that humanity is working towards establishing right human relationship. And we cannot also doubt that humanity is awakening to the idea of sharing. All the economic leaders in academia, the Nobel winners in economics are clearly enunciating the fact that the disparity between those who have and those who don't have is going to lead to a major world problems. And groups, little groups all over the world are organizing to change that. These ideas of sharing, cooperation, and establishment of right human relationship is humanity's reaction to the recognition of the one life. The recognition of the one life in human consciousness evokes from humanity sharing. The power of the one love evokes from humanity the establishment of right human relationship. And cooperation, which is going all over the world, is evidence of humanity's recognition of the one work going all over the world.
is very challenging question about closing the door where evil dwells and uh, it's a right question to reflect and probably not the answer to this question but the process of search for the answer that's the, what is the most important in this because as Kathy said it's the process of awakening the worse the situation gets the, the deeper the crisis the more challenged we are to start awakening to what's really happening and when we see what's happening then this natural response comes to to do something about it and that's what we call awakening of ability to response that responsibility that's when the soul awakens and It's a very big task in terms of closing the door. And yes, the prime responsibility lies on the hands of humanity. But probably this responsibility in invoking, invoking for the higher forces to come and gets active the same as it happened during the Second World War. When the, the response from the spiritual spheres came and saved humanity. So the same is now, in order for the higher forces to get involved, they need to be, inv uh, in to be involved, they need to be invoked. And so therefore the, the importance on the, of invocation, of the collective invocation, comes as a, one of the most important methods for the closing of the door. So it's not we as humanity who can just close that because the matter of evil is far beyond the reach uh, comprehension and adequate reaction for, for us as human kingdom, like representatives of the human kingdom. But we can, recognizing the dire need of the shift we can collectively invoke the higher forces. We can invoke the spiritual forces to come and take the lead in this process of closing the door. And I think part of that process of recognition of how bad the situation is and how deep is the crisis is shifting from emotional reactions to mental uh, ability to mentally process what's happening. And so that's part of that shift from the solar plexus to the heart center and sh shift from emotional to mental uh, level. And so the role of education uh, as always is crucial in that. And yes, internet plays a phenomenal 
role for us, but not just as a mean of communication, but in a way it becomes our like a system within the body of humanity that allows to start functioning in, in a new way. And uh, yes, it's it's a learning process, and there is no direct answer to this. But we have to ask this question, keep asking. Um, it's interesting we're talking about this because I actually just recently finished a book where the author was trying to kind of set forth uh, a, a s what he called a psychology of evil. And uh, the whole book was basically analyzing um, the idea of human evil from a few case studies and some other things. And um, w one of the conclusions he came to is that a major part of human evil comes from not wanting to see yourself either as evil or as you know flawed in some way. Uh, it's it's sort of a, an insistence on on not putting real scrutiny on some part of yourself, which kind of then spirals out of control over the course of a lifetime. Um, and that strikes me as being a big part of, um, as, as was just said, that the transition from the solar plexus to the heart energy. Uh, you know, because p part of that transition is sort of being more aware of not just being aware in our sort of our, our feelings and our, our interests or desires at the moment, but you know, actually perceiving what those are and seeing them as part of a, a you know the larger balance of the situation that we're in. Um, so I I do think that's that's a key part of it is is it basically acknowledging our own evil mm -hmm. or being more self aware in general. And if you think those. That that sort of evil, those the lo the flaws of the lower personality as what needs to be redeemed and brought up, then of course if you if the soul itself isn't looking at that and willing to address that, then the problem just gets exacerbated. Yeah. But if the soul is able to s accept that and say, oh, that's that's part of who I am, and kind of the soul puts itself into that vehicle fully and says, you know, accepts accepts the accepts the vehicle then that's when I feel like it's just kind of automatically lifted up. Sort of like a redemption, a redemption rolling. Th that really exemplifies humanity's role. It's sort of s its spiritual role in the whole planet as well, the process of redemption and of bringing light to matter, the expression of divinity. This, I was, um, this kind of uh, has to do with what you were just saying there about redemption and also earlier about reaching up um, I was contemplating because you mentioned the theme of this the other day to me about what, what to say here, or the you know this the idea of talking about this, and a part about what what could be done to seal the door where evil dwells, and I was contemplating that, and what came to me is this thing I I put out there for everybody to to try or consider, of being willing to let go of everything 
you know, what you think, how things should be, or how you feel about this, your attitude to this person or this wider situation, and being willing to reach upward or rather deeper to this this level of synthesis or energy of synthesis. And in letting go of the, all that other stuff, be trying to draw down this energy of synthesis. Mm -hmm. Because however right or good the configuration of your thoughts or your your attitudes or this or that, it's not really connecting to that deeper level. And if you can really let go of all or, or a lot of or enough of uh, your formulation or thinking or feelings on things, you can bring down this higher energy, the soul or synthesis or higher than that and really redeem something in a way beyond oh, well, this system will work like this, or if I do this, this can help, and this person shouldn't be doing that. It, it's sort of like this idea of the energy of goodwill being able to to change things in a, in a magical way, a way that's not really easy to comprehend. But uh, but I think that that's what came to me anyway to, to put out there. In the, uh, in the New Testament, in the Christian Bible, the New Testament, is quoted that the Christ had made a statement, resist not evil. Very strange statement when considered on the surface. So resist not evil. Therefore, how do we redeem the world if we don't resist evil? But the more one considers it, the, one, the more one says that. Like it was said in the beginning, the warning, when you are resisting evil, you are concentrating on evil. You are fighting evil. It's a waste of time. Create the good that is not there. This redemption, just like you said, If something is missing, create it, bring it into being. If it's low, raise it. If it's dark, lighten it. Therefore, this redemption, which every human unit is capable of participating, wherever you are, wherever you work in any every human being is capable of doing some good we may be denied many opportunities but no one can deny each and every human being the capacity the ability the space the time to do some good so this redemption is built in us and when we talk of the solar plexus being lifted to the heart. Look at the heart. It is constantly not resisting evil, but doing good. Just circulating the blood. Constantly. Unremittingly. Ceaselessly. No time for stopping. When the heart stops, then it has done its work. So this redemption is as if we are, we are built for it something in us 
resonates to it. And one teacher said, the heart is not an abode of idols. It's a temple. Then the same teacher says, the heart is an international organ. It's not yours. It is something which is in us that is not ours. It belongs to the hierarchy, the planetary logos. God, like we said, has put himself or herself, some aspect <coughs> of himself, in us, and we are holding this organ, and we don't have any choice in the long run. But with the awakening that is happening right now, the call of the heart is taking place. And as we speak, humanity is talking of synthesis. We have seen an astonishing happening in the United Nations with the Sustainable Development Goals, which is the etheric physical vehicle of establishing right human relationships. Therefore, considering the evil that has taken place in the past, we can see that evil is failing. We are sealing the door where evil dwells because there's no evil in the past that is not being challenged right now. None, anywhere. In the most distant villages in Africa, in the most advanced cities in the West, corners, offices, classrooms, bus drivers, tailors, bricklayers, you find people who are seeking to do the right thing. This is the guarantee that humanity's part of sealing the door where evil dwells is very hopeful. Because like you said, the most important thing, one of the most important things is to have faith Faith in goodness, faith in beauty, faith in the truth. And in this sense, you must think of faith also as courage. Um, kind of touching back on your metaphor about the heart spreading the blood to the body, I was thinking of, of thermodynamics dynamics and how there's no real such thing as cold and it's only the absence of heat and then that reminded me of Marianne Williamson's book Return to Love um, and how she said like hate isn't really an entity in and of itself but um, just the absence of love and I think the idea of closing the door on evil we could think of it as opening up and spreading more connections so that like love can fill those voids within people and I think the internet and how fast things are spreading these days is really accelerating that change. Mm -hmm. um, as a millennial, <laughs> I get a lot of my information on the internet, and I find like YouTube channels. Um, there's like so many of them now focused on spirituality and healing and love and consciousness. And I think because of that connection, like I was able to learn about these things. And I don't know. I think. It's just important that we try to like connect with others and not 
view evil as something that can't be changed, mm-hmm. view everything as like, I think, work in progress, mm-hmm. and say like we can raise the conscious energy of the planet. And I think, especially with all the movements that are going on today, things are really accelerating towards good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly agree. Last, last comment. Oh, is there something here? This wisdom that we receive that's in our heart. should take responsibility and not allow it to just become knowledge Mm -hmm. and we we can become not idle many people become idle just with the knowledge that they have Mm -hmm. and good people don't do anything and then we see these evil things in the world because good people don't do nothing but they have the knowledge Somehow, we don't have the first, as much knowledge as on the internet. I don't know where the first prison was, but when we say close the door where evil dwells, somebody decided it was profitable to become, to build a prison. Even if it was to build a prison for a woman, to put a woman in a space for her to be abused. That was a form of a prison that someone created. And there are people who are building prisons because they concentrate on evil thoughts and evil doers and give that their energy. It might seem counterintuitive, counterintuitive to this society and this system um, where we have so many different adversities. But yes, when we can close that door, when we decide to stop building prisons, mm-hmm. energy can and finances and wisdom can be given towards mm-hmm. peace. And those minds can won't be focused on building weapons Mm -hmm. and will be given, transform them into tools for the same rebellious hearts who feel that they're being oppressed by the system. They will have work to do, meaningful work to do. They'll feel purpose again because those who indulge in, who dwell in prisons, don't think life has purpose. Mm-hmm. Even when they're in that, they don't see the purpose of the correction of it. It's not a correctional experience for most people. Life on earth, they don't see it as a correctional experience. But somehow they feel like this is not home mm-hmm. here on earth. So perhaps when we close the prisons, even if it's 
eating ice cream at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> keeping that door closed, not giving in to that temptation. Um, we will have the strength that we need to make the corrections in our life, to heal our families, heal our communities, um, and share our heart with those who, with the orphan, with the widow. Just uh, two thoughts. One, I sort of already said it, but every path, every spiritual path today has different tools. And um, one of the things that we can do is share the tools that our system has with others. And so just wanted to say that there's some powerful statements in the Alice Bailey teachings about the fact that if only a small number of people prior to the war had used with full intention and invocative appeal the great invocation, which is the prayer that we said at the end of our meditative practice today. If just a few people had used that effectively at the time, he didn't say, but at the times of the full moon and new moon like this, that we could have prevented the precipitation of the Second World War. Now you could say, I don't believe that, um, but that was a statement by a very wise teacher. <laughs> and so when we look at the world today and all of the problems and seeming intractable problems that we have, we could think about just getting together and using the great invocation at these moments such as the full and new moon. And then just one other thought. I've watched and probably all of us know have read studies about um, serial killers or psychopathic people, um, people who are obviously, um, you know, working more in alignment with their darker self, as you were saying, you know. Over and over again, if, if you um, psychologists who have studied the psychology of these people state over and over again that their childhoods were full of um, abuse, basically, on all different levels. And so if we want to do something practical, we could put money, instead of putting our money into prisons, we put our money into early childhood education, to daycare centers, to schools, to parental education, to, to providing uh, families with support so that children could grow up being told that they're wonderful instead of being told or that they're nothing or that they're ignored or abused by the parents. If we could do that, um, that could make a lot of change as well. Thank you, Kathy, and thank you, everybody. Let's just end with a brief moment of silence, and we can just link up with the Worldwide group to finish. Thank you, everyone.